0: Player, Profiler, Faithful, it's your boy Matty Keeble, and welcome to the third episode of The Game Plan. We're going to go ahead and we are going to help you get ready for your week three matchup. We want to see them doves. Get them Dubs up there, boys and girls. Let's get some wins in week three, and I hope that I can help you get there. We got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, we're going to talk about some hard trades to make, some things you got to do if you want to win. Of course, we're going to do the bargain bin players. And I got to give you guys some homework to make you, you know, keep you honest, keep you ready to go, keep you on your toes and ready to win in fantasy football. Before we do, why don't we talk about some injury news? One of the most important things in game planning is knowing who is on the field and who may be off it on Sunday. These are the guys that miss practice on Friday. Josh Jacobs was out with the illness. He did not travel with the team. That doesn't mean he's officially ruled out. They could fly him over there today, Uh, but it's definitely worth monitoring, and if he's not there, fire up some Zamir White. Hunter Renfro, his teammate, he will be out with that concussion, so if you were hoping to use that pass-catching prowess, you're going to have to look elsewhere. Dalton Schultz missed practice on Friday. I would plan cautiously. Uh, He is a Monday Night Football participant. So if you want to ride it out to the edge, get get Dan Billingsley for the Giants, and that would be your desperation pivot if he's ruled out late. Rondell Moore will be out again with that hamstring injury. We'll talk about his replacement a little bit later here today. Multiple players on the Bills' defense are out. So that Dolphins offense that looked great in Week 2 is trending up with some key defenders out for Buffalo. Kadarius Toney. He sustained in multiple injuries from sleeping in the doghouse. Uh, he is not looking like he will play. And Christian Watson, with his hamstring, he was uh, he was listed as a participant, a limited participant Friday, then was ruled out. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to play. You probably weren't playing him anyways, but there's a whole lot of Packers news to get into in terms of wide receivers. So if you were hoping to maybe play Romeo Dubs, we'll go ahead and cover that here in a minute. All right, so these are the gentlemen that were limited on Friday, and we'll see if they will play this weekend. James Conner, he was questionable with his ankle injury. He's a true game-time decision for Cliff Kingsbury, so you're going to have to monitor that to the very end. Jerry Judy was a limited participant after hurting his shoulder and his ribs. He's looking pretty questionable, but he is trending in the positive direction. So if you uh, are someone that believes in Jerry Judy, you want to play him in week three, you're going to have to make sure that he's a full go. Michael Pittman, he got a limited practice with that quad injury, but I, he quoted that he is ready to go. Excited to see him back in that Colts lineup in a potential shootout with the Chiefs. Hayden Hurst with his groin injury, he was limited Friday, but he is optimistic to play. Fellow tight end Dawson Knox had a foot ailment, but he also projects to play. His teammate, Gabe Davis, had uh, that ankle injury. Uh, he's limited. He had limited practice Friday. He's questionable going into Sunday. Uh, I, there was a video that surfaced on Twitter. He looked kind of hobbled. See me favoring that ankle a little bit, I would I would be nervous. I, if you uh, roster Gabe Davis, maybe have a backup plan because he may sit for that second week. They need him for the long run, not immediate. Running back Alvin Kamara, he li- was limited with rib injury. There is some optimism, though, that he will suit up. Julio Jones, uh, he was limited with that knee issue. He's, he's a long shot to play. Uh, would look elsewhere. Jacoby Myers, favorite of the Roto World, He's limited with a knee injury, but he's trending in the right direction. So hopefully he can suit up in a game that, you know, seems to be pretty good for uh, opposing wide receivers in, in the Baltimore Ravens, Justin Herbert. Okay. You got to make sure you follow. This. this is probably one of the more important injuries uh, going into this Sunday. He has that rib problem, that cartilage is cartilage. Uh So it looked good to start. You know, reports came on Tuesday that he was throwing and that he was kind of going through most of the normal throwing routine and lifting routine, the stuff that he does to get ready for Sundays. But as the week has gone on, the sharp money is pushing the spread down. It was a double-digit spread going into the, the week. It's now down significantly. So many are believing that he does not suit up. So uh, I also, I do roster Justin Herbert, so I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm just making sure I have a backup plan. Uh, some, some names to look out for if you want to uh, grab him now. You know, Jared Goff, Marcus Mariota, or even Matt Ryan in that potential shootout with the Chiefs. Some positive news before we move on. Cole Beasley, he was a full practice participant Friday, and they said he could play this week. There was no issue uh, or injury, but he was just signed, so he needs some time to catch up. George Kittle, he was a participant on Friday. That groin injury is behind him. He will make his 2023 debut on Sunday Night Football. If you drafted George Kittle, you are excited to get this yak monster back in the old lineup. J.K. Dobbins was a full participant Friday. Still coming back from that knee injury, and he's still questionable going into Sunday. Now, if he plays, um, and you need that, you need him in your lineup. You are depending on some production from that running back. I'm playing him. Uh, I understand the risk. I understand the limited use. But their running backs have been nothing other than atrocious to start the year. So, if they can get a talented running back in the lineup like J.K. Dobbins, even with a limited Uh, work share i think he will be able to produce and they will still give him some valuable touches because they need this win after giving away uh, a big lead against the miami dolphins Uh, alan Lazard is off the practice reports i mean the injury report so he is a full go for sunday so we were talking about the packers offense and the packers pass catchers sammy Watkins out christian watson trending out so if you were going to go with romeo dubes he is a little bit uh We'll say more of a long shot now that Alan Lazard is back and healthy, but the report came out earlier in this week. We cannot we cannot forget about it completely that he, they were, you know, looking for him to shoulder more of the workload from the offense. So uh, if you were depending on him in terms of like a little bit of a long shot flex, a little dark horse for Sunday, uh, uh, Romeo Dubs, we'll see. Uh, I think you could go. I think you could do worse than starting Romeo Dubs now with uh, the, the potential of him being the number two pass catcher this week for the Packers. Christian McCaffrey uh, apparently was taking a leak. Oh, wait, no. uh, No, that was the joke he made. It was an ankle thing. But he said something about taking a leak. Anyway, he was a full go on Friday, and he is going to play in week three. So if you took him one or two overall, let's go. He will be in the lineup and hopefully smashing some fantasy points for your squad. We got a cool segment that I'm very, very excited to dive on into. But before we do, I need to ask you guys and girls a question. Do you play in Dynasty Leagues? If you don't, you really should because, well, it's really, really fun. But listen up, Dynasty Team Builders. Don't you wish that there was a place where you could find Dynasty rankings, ADP tracker, maybe even a trade analyzer that could help you through all of your tough trade decisions? Well, what if I told you there was a place where you could find all of that and more? And I'm talking about Dynasty Deluxe, people. Subscribe on playerprofiler.com right now and you will gain access to the tools that will certainly take your Dynasty game planning to the next level. So just head to playerprofiler.com and subscribe now and you can be on Dynasty Deluxe and use that to your advantage ASAP. Believe me, if you play in Dynasty Leagues, it you need this. This, is, this has got everything you need to get your game planning to the next level in Dynasty. All right, let's move on to the first segment here tonight. Or today. it's I'm recording at noon. I don't know why I say tonight. Maybe I just think I'm Jimmy Fallon. I don't know. I like to call it scared money don't make money, baby. Two transactions that team builders just need to make, even though it's going to be painful, even though it's going to be a little scary. You got to make these because scared money don't make money. I think you got to go out there right now and acquire a top five. Top five, you know, maybe that stretches the top seven depending on who you like. But you got to go and get one of these elite receivers. So I'm talking about your Cooper Cups, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chases. Hey, if you think Terry Hill is that absolute, no doubt, stud, go get him. Or AJB, little AJ Brown action. You got to get one of these stud running uh, receivers. They just—they've already shown in two weeks the benefit of these massive, massive games. More and more running backs are going to committees. You're not getting so much of this bell cow uh, action that we were kind of used to over the past. These high-end top-dog receivers are becoming super valuable in terms of maximizing those seasonal drafts, getting all the points that you can. And this is some things, I'm going to tell you some things that you need to look to spot. Because like I said, it's not going to be easy. You know, if the guy in your league, the girl in your league has Justin Jefferson, they're 2-0, and they're absolutely slapping everybody, you're probably not going to be let's call a spade a spade. So here are some things you need to spot if you're going to attack and acquire one of these elite receivers. First, early injuries. You know, is there someone who maybe was unlucky? They love the 49ers. They went and got Eliza Mitchell. They went and drafted Trey Lance. And then maybe they have Dalton Schultz. And all of a sudden they're looking around. Their bench is becoming more important by the second. That could give you an in. You know, if you drafted well, you got some some assets that you're willing to move on from, consolidate, and you know, really sharpen the edge of your of your sword. That's one thing to look for. The next thing to look for, obviously, this is pretty pretty obvious, is 0 and two starts. It's really really tough to dig yourself out of, uh, t- you know, really strong leagues when you start 0 and two, 0 three. You can see the desperation. You can feel it. You can just league mates. Ooh, he's starting the sweat sheet. And I'm not saying you know be take advantage, be mean, but you are trying to compete here. And if you can lend them a chance to maybe improve their tight end, uh, wide uh, t- running back two, and then only down tier a tad or so at wide receivers, that's something to look for. That's some uh, that's a mark for you to go ahead and try to uh, you know acquire a big dog. And the last thing you need to spot is a roster that's too top heavy. Uh, you know if they just did not draft well. They have a stud at the top, but they just did not do well. Maybe they went zero RB and struck out in all the, the RBs late. And they're, they're probably 0-2 as well. This is another chance for you to be like, listen, the, the stud athlete, the stud asset, he, he's great. But you're not going anywhere with just one guy. You need more. You need to bolster up a little bit, okay? You need to make that roster a little fatter, a little juicier. So here, take two or three of my guys and, and give me, you know, Devontae Adams. Let's make this happen. And how are you going to make this happen? Right. You obviously can't, you're not going to be able to take two hot uh start players and 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 make and turn it into a top, you know, one round, second round pick, stud receiver. You're just not. But if you take a guy, I think like some names that you could move to make this happen. Like I said, it's gonna be painful, but scared money don't make money. I'm talking about Javante Williams. He is getting the 65-ish share of the touches, which you love to see. But this offense isn't firing like we all thought two weeks in. Is Nathaniel Hackett a hack and can't get it done? It's possible we might see him be like he kind of scored last year, Javante, which was good. But if you could have running back, you know, 15 to 17, or wide receiver, one to three. I'm going to go in head inside with the wide receivers because I think this year is a big year for these type of these type of players. Najee Harris, he's scored in the double digits all three weeks. Great. Encouraging. But he took a touchdown last week. He's still getting you know insane volume, but that's kind of slowly trickling away. Jalen Warren is getting more and more touches. Um, I think it's time that you pounce now while you're looking at a guy averaging 10-plus points a game not completely dogging it, and you use it build a package around uh, Najee. The last guy I think you can build a package around is Austin Eckler. This might sound blasphemous. Uh, he is a massive player, both as an analyst and a player, obviously, in fantasy football. Shout out to him. But I did have him in my regression candidates uh, article for playerprofile.com earlier in the offseason. I still think he's a very talented player, someone who is going to be worth rostering, but he may not give you that top eight, running back, that dominant guy like we all thought he might be, but these receivers can be that. So if you take a guy like Javante, you take a guy like Najee, take a guy like Austin Eckler, you build around that ad, uh maybe your maybe your deeper wide receiver, maybe you got a backup tight end that might fill a role for them. This is when you go and you pounce on one of these top end wide receivers because let's face it, it will be too late before you know it. Next trade I want to talk about hits me in the heart person, you know, I'm from New England. So I got love for this guy. But it is time. To move on from Thomas Edward Brady in fantasy, especially if he's your QB one in super flex or two QB, you know, it's a little bit hard of a task, but in your one QB leagues, it's time to move on. And it's gonna be tough, especially if you loved him for all these years like I have. He is the goat, not the goat that gets thrown around all liberally now that everyone's a goat, this one's a goat, that one's a goat. No, he is the actual greatest of all time. And last year he was still very good, he was QB three on the season. Uh, so I would actually, I wouldn't use that as deterrent uh, in terms of keeping them. I would use it as a motivational factor as you're you know, trying to sell them to one of your league mates. Use that. Talk that up a little bit. You know, it's QB3. But so far this year, I know it's a small sample, two games, but 10.4 points a game is just not great. He has aging weapons. You know, God Chris Godwin's going to be out this week. Uh, he was out last week. It's... It's not seeming like it's going to be as come as easy as it has for the Tampa Buccaneers in his tenure so far. Uh, and another factor, Tom Brady and the Bucs should they could easily run away with the NFC South. Which I think if that's the case, like last week they got the win against probably their toughest competition in their division. And they were okay grinding it out. And I think. Uh, Tom Brady's trying to win as he goes out. He's not looking to be as prolific maybe as he started out to be as a Buccaneer considering, you know, new team. He wanted to show out. He wanted to go off. He had the weapons to do so. Now I think you could see more of that Tom Brady at the end of the Patriots tenure. Someone who, uh, you know, is willing to get the dubs, even if it's ugly and that's not great for fantasy. Uh, Some of these quarterbacks, they are ranked below him on playaprofiler.com and I could easily see these guys passing him throughout the season. Uh, some are maybe a little bit more on the nose. Some maybe a little bit more surprising. But Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence, and Jared Goff. I could see all of those guys finishing ahead of Tom Brady in just this small sample size. He's still accurate, so I will tell you that now. Brady is still accurate, which is good for you know potential future success. But I don't. I just. Looking at all the factors, you know, you have the weird off-the-field stuff now kind of bubbling up around Brady. I think it's going to be more of a grind for him as opposed to a kind of like a, the the, the super-fast race car that he was commanding uh, when he first got to Tampa. And I don't think that's going to be good for your fans, Steve. And If you can move out now, you can trade off him, maybe even just grab something that's going to – kind of bolster your bench or get you that nice flex piece and then move on in free agency and one QB leagues. Maybe you trade down and grab a Jared Goff plus something like that. I think now is the time before these, these bad games pile up, you know, in a month from now, we're sitting here, we're talking about it right around Halloween and he has a good game, but a bunch of bad games mixed in. And it's kind of this mishmash of, of more lows than highs. You're going to be just dropping him and moving on with for nothing. And you don't want that so move on now while he still has that little bit of cachet uh, that obviously the goat carries so move on from Tom Brady oh man I might need a second everybody that was bad mouth Tom Brady that's uh, there's gonna be people people gonna be out to get me in my neck of the woods let me just tell you that but those are the two trades for scared money don't make money next segment we do it every week it is your bargain bin players these are your cheap DFS guys your streaming guys maybe you are, are still kind of reeling from the Trey Lance injury or you just haven't found the right guy for Dak Prescott or Dalton Schultz. You need to move on because he's going to be out this week, or he's looking like he's going to be out this week. These are some players that you can grab either cheaply in your leagues. Uh, you know they're widely available, or they're cheap in DFS. So you're trying to get a little bit of value as you're building teams. But again, this is not a DFS show. If you want that, tune into the great DFS shows that we have here at the Roto Underworld Podcast Network. First quarterback I'm going to talk about. He's uh, Roster about 49% of leagues. He's 5,400 on DraftKings. I'm talking about Trevor Lawrence. Uh playprofiler.com, we have him at 17. Me, personally, I have him at 14. The over-under in the uh, Trevor Lawrence versus, hopefully, Justin Herbert showdown. Uh, it's come down from about, it was at 50. Now it's down about 47.5 last time I checked. Uh, and they are, you know, they were, Jags- Jacksonville was getting seven points, which would have been, Great in a potential comeback effort, but that is actually shrinking now as we speak as well. It is a tough matchup for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, charges so far 12th against defending quarterback. Uh, but the Jacksonville Jaguars passing attack is improved in 2022. It's actually the fifth best, according to uh, past DVOA. He was quarterback 15 uh, last year. in tw- or oh, He's quarterback 15 so far in 2022, which is middle of the road. But in, in terms of kind of finding something uh, in the waiver, you'll take that for sure. He's got the sixth most projected pass attempts. Um, That again, that number is kind of coming down. But if Justin Herbert is a full go, you hear this news tonight as you're having dinner, maybe sitting back, relaxing. You hear the news, Trevor, uh, Justin Herbert will play. These numbers will start to creep back up. These projections will creep back up. And I think that it will give you that potential comeback effort, that potential back and forth with Trevor Lawrence that you want. And he's been doing it. The guy's been good this year. He's got a 74.2% true completion percentage. That's number nine among qualified quarterbacks. And he's got a 92.4 true passer rating. That's number eight amongst qualified quarterbacks so far this year. So he's top 10 in both of those metrics. He's looking better and better. Christian Kirk seems like that weapon that's going to take his game to the next level. They still have yet to unleash uh, Travis Etienne. He dropped those uh, two touchdown passes. Now, if he catches those two this week, that's going to help Trevor Lawrence. So if you're in need in uh, 50% of those leagues, he's available. Grab yourself some T-law, baby. Next quarterback is even more available. Marcus Mariota. He will be traveling to the Pacific Northwest to take on the Seattle Seahawks. He's 24% rostered, so he's pretty widely available. He's 5,500 on DraftKings. This week, PlayerProfiler.com has Marcus Mariota ranked as their QB11. Well, now he's up to QB10. That's that's some high praise from some absolutely sharp people here at PlayerProfiler.com. I got him at QB17, so I still think he's a very good play. Uh, the over-under, it's pretty low. It's 41 and a half, so that's not encouraging, but it's a pick em line. The but Mariota, he has yet to really break out. So maybe this is the, the maybe this is the week. You know, they need him to do a little bit. He's but he has finished QB 18 or better each of the first two weeks. So it hasn't been a complete train wreck for Mariota. Seattle is the eighth best matchup for opposing QBs. They're actually 30th in past year past DVOA. So that could actually boost Mariota's passing stats. He's got the pass-catching weapons. You know, Kyle Pitts and Drizzy Drake London. Those are the guys that's going to help elevate those uh, passing stats with a, a poor defense like Seattle has. And don't forget, Marcus Mariota has a good rushing floor. He's got nine carries per game. He's got 88 rushing yards and three red zone carries per game. All of those metrics are top 10 and the three red zone carries is number one amongst qualified quarterbacks. So, Marcus Mariota in a bind, I think he, could get you, he can get you what you need. He can do what you need. Marcus Mariota could be the guy to supply what you need here in week three. Let's move on to the running back position, Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert, week three, who would have thunk it? We're back here. It's like, every, it's like a time loop. Every year, we're talking about Raheem Mostert at the beginning of the year. But he will take on the Buffalo Bills uh, this weekend at home. He's about 53% rostered and 4,500. On DraftKings, has him ranked as running back 26. I have him at tw- 26 as well. Uh, this is looking like a potential offensive bonanza for fantasy. 52 and a half over under in Miami is getting six points at home. That number is trending downward after all the injuries to the defensive side of the Buffalo Bills. We talked about that earlier. So, you know, you get all of a sudden you get Ed Oliver and uh, Phillips out of the middle. The the defensive backs won't come down, and maybe he can make a break, he can break off a longer run. This is a good matchup and a potential shootout for Raheem Moster. Uh, in week two, he had fourteen opportunities that led Miami. He had seventy nine total yards and had ten point nine fantasy points. So as your RB two, as a what the heck flex, I don't know what the dude put him in to put him out think you put him in Raheem Mostert obviously this pains me to say I was big on uh, Chase Edmonds I still am I believe in Chase Edmonds for sure uh, but Chase Edmonds is obviously way more roster right than Raheem Mostert so he's not a bargain bin player at all you're talking top shelf for my mansion no maybe not top shelf but certainly not bargain bin prices like you are for Raheem Mostert the next running back who's even more available is Jarek McKinnon the pass Kenji back for the Kansas City Chiefs. They are at Indy. Uh, he's only 4,500 on DraftKings. Right now, both playerprofile.com and myself have him ranked inside the top 50 at running back. They have him at 47. I got him at 42. The over-under of 50 points. Indy, five-and-a-half point dogs at home. Could be a lot of pass catching uh, You know, in a, in a potential shootout. And you love that. Indoor shootouts are great. Let's get all the arena football that we can for fantasy football, right? And this will be in Indy, so it will be inside. There could be some, an extra motivation because Matt, Matt Matt Ryan last week was absolutely dog-walked by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So there could be a little extra motivation. He'll have his guy, Michael Pittman, back. That could all you know translate to a high-scoring affair And Jarek McKinnon, who is – Caught a, he caught a touchdown last week. He's been on the field about 50% of the time in, in week two. is was actually at 49.1%. So I, I like the, the potential of kind of just getting him in and hoping he gets you those few catches or gets you that touchdown and gets you the points you need. Uh, Indianapolis, uh, it's pretty much a neutral matchup for pass-catching running backs, so there's really nothing uh, overly difficult for him to succumb to have a good game in the passing. Uh, passing attack, he has 4.23 yards created per touch. That's sixth most. So he's making his, he's, he's efficient. He's getting his thing, his, his, the job done without the volume. And surprisingly enough, he's averaging 8.8 8 fantasy points a game. So in your 12, 14 teamers, you'll take that. And you're running back too. you, will take that in your flex. So if you're kind of looking around, you don't know what to do. Look at the Jet, baby. The Jet, Jerick McKinnon, who's pretty widely rostered, uh, pretty widely available on all platforms. I'm excited to talk about this guy. Okay, if, you, if you're if you a Player Profiler fan, and I know you are, because why wouldn't you be? Of course you turn into the Minor Mansion. Of course you turn into the PropCast or Undercover Ops or all the great shows that we have here on the network. So you've heard this man's name said before, but I'm going to join in because your boy is a company man. I'm talking about Ashton Doolin. We talked about the matchup already. He's home against Kansas City. He's rostered in about 90% of leagues. He's only 3,900 on draft gigs. Playprofiler.com has him at 96 I got him at 54. I got him up this week. Um, I will probably do my last edit. He may fall a bit now that Antoine Pierce is back, but I don't care. I think he's the number two in in Indianapolis. He's proved himself with uh, Pierce on the field. Like I mentioned, it's a a 52.5 over-under. They're home dogs, so I think they're going to be passing. Kansas City is 22nd in past DVOA. Two weeks in, they've given up 6.5 targets a game. Oh, I'm sorry. Two weeks in, Ashton Doolin has gotten 6.5 targets a game and 82.5 air yards per game. So they're getting this man the ball downfield. All it's going to take is a big play from Mr. Doolin to get his pay dirt, to make his mark in week three. Remember week one, everybody scored 7.5 fancy points, but he had that touchdown swiped away. If he comes down with it, you're looking at a very, you're looking at back to back 12 plus games, 12 plus point games. He's running, he ran more routes last week. Of course, Pierce may change that, but he's better than Pierce. He's better. He's fast. He's a good athlete. Ashton Doolin's time is now. And I'm not going to back away because Pierce is back. I think I'm going to double down now. And I think if you're in a desperate situation where you're looking for that second flex or a third receiver, Ashton Doolin, baby, fire him up. Because if this game shoots out indoors in Indy, he very well can, it can. Can benefit from that, no doubt about it. The next uh receiver I'm going to talk about is available pretty much, is even he's more available than Ashton doing which is hard to believe. They're both under 10 rostered. Is Rick James? I'm Rick James, Ricky James versus Dallas on Monday Night Football. He's five percent rostered, 3,400 on DraftKings. Play profile has an 86. I got him at 69. Nice, it's not a great over under. Looking at a, probably a, a grind them out divisional game at a 40-and-a-half that the Vegas has the over-under. Giants are they're getting a point, so it's basically a pick them here. But Ricky James, he's, a, he's had 10 or more fantasy points each of the first two weeks. He's, under, he's operating as their slot guy. Cody talked about him on Undercover Ops a couple weeks ago. Make sure you check it out, Cody. He's one of the best in the biz doing it up, talking about everything you need on that show. So make sure you tune in there. Not only is he getting it done, but he's also projected to face Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown is cornerback one seventeen in Cody Carpentier's cornerback ranks. <clears throat> Let me say that again: one hundred and seventeenth. That's not good. He is not a good cornerback. He has given up fifteen point nine fantasy points a game. Why can? Why wouldn't Ricky James come in this week and do what he's been doing? Five for fifty. I'll take that. You know, in DP leagues, you're fourteen teamers. You got multiple flexes, or you're, you can start up to six receivers. Ricky James. Get him in, get use him. Use him. And if you're, I know this is not going to be on the main slate for DFS. This is going to be on, on probably like, you know, your captain slate, your Monday night, your Monday nighters. Get him in. He's cheap and he's been getting it done on a low key level. And this game, it's a divisional game. You never know what could happen. I know it's a kind of a, a dog shit over under. But you know, all of a sudden, we're looking at a potential, you know, late game dramatics. Get those extra garbage time points. I don't know. Ricky James, you could do worse than this guy, and in terms of the availability, he's available everywhere. Go ahead and grab them. Why not? Let's move on to the tight end position. This is important. This is important because tight ends are, I mean, they're just, it's laughable how much of a crapshoot it is. A lot of fantasy people in the community have kind of gravitated to the no kickers because it's like, how the hell do you even pick these guys? Tight ends are not that far off. Let's be real. I know they score more points because that's the nature of the scoring systems in fantasy, but it, you're talking about Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, or I don't know. Kyle Pitts hasn't fired yet. Kittle's been hurt. Hawkinson's nowhere to be found. I think Dallas Goddard is going to be a top five guy, but we're not going to talk about him today. And if you don't got those guys, what do you do? You, you could just churn them around, churn them and burn them. So here are two tight ends that I think will do well for you in week three, if you need it. First guy's is Irv Smith, home against Detroit. I think the most important factor here is Kirk Cousins is not playing in primetime. We don't like primetime Kirk in fantasy. We just don't. Kirk Cousins is not good. In primetime, but this is a normal Sunday game, so maybe MVP Kirk is back. And you know what? You like that. He's 50% rostered, 3,100 on DraftKings. He's on these t- uh, tight end 23 on playerprofile.com. I got him at tight end 13. Um, the over under 50 points is pretty good, Mark. And Minnesota, they're giving six, but Detroit's kind of been game this year. Detroit's been about that action. So if they come game for a division opponent indoors, You could see this, you know, surpass the 50 over-under, and that's going to cause a lot of fantasy scoring. And Irv Smith can absolutely take advantage of it because Detroit has been the eighth most advantageous matchup for tight ends. And last week, he had eight targets, five receptions, 36 receiving yards, 63 air yards, which is good for the tight end position. And he had a 25.6 target rate on the year because of that game. That's the sixth most amongst tight ends. He also had a horrendous drop, a Christian Watson level drop. But that can go both ways. Either that he's you know you don't want stone hands, but if he does make the catch, that was a what forty something yard touchdown run. That's going to bolster up the game that he already had a good game. You know he could have made it even better. So that's something I want from my tight end is that high end kind of boom ability. Uh, we saw David Njoku do it this week. Will we see Herb Smith? <laughs> I don't I don't know if the fantasy world can handle both Herb Smith and David Njoku balling out in the same week. That'll be a fun week on Twitter, no doubt about it. The next guy I'm going to talk about, this guy's low-key good and not really rostered. I'm talking about the tight end for the New York Jets, Tyler Conklin. This week they take on Cincinnati. He's rostered in about 80 – I mean he's uh, available in about 80% of leagues. He's 3,800 on DraftKings. I have him ranked inside my top 15 player profile. has him ranked at 24. The over-under at 43 is not something you necessarily want to pounce on, but again, he's getting the looks. And the Jets are five-point dogs, so potential comeback. You know, home underdogs, potential comeback effort. We love it in fantasy football. Cincinnati, they are 26th against defending tight ends, which is good for Conklin. And he had seven targets in week one. Nine targets in week two and it had double digit fantasy points both weeks. CJ Ozoma is questionable and trending in the wrong direction. So that could even free up a few more targets for uh, Joe Flacco. Can't believe we're saying that. Joe Flacco. Uh, but he has been going Conklin's way. And Conklin, remember, he was pretty good last year for the, the Vikings. And I think uh, the, the Jets are, are excited that they have him and they're excited to use him. They've shown it so far. He has those uh, 16 targets so far in 2022. So if he's available on your waiver wide and you're sitting there, you're like, I don't want to wait on Dalton Schultz or maybe like, get. I'm not, I don't feel like using TJ Hawkinson. I want to kind of just strike lightning in the bottle. Here's your chance to do so with Mr. Tyler Conklin. Gonna to get to the homework segment. Don't worry, get your pens, get your papers out. But before we do so, let me tell you about Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is a sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of your favorite athletes. And if you use the promo code Underworld, you will get a free, that's right, free player share with a $20 deposit. Get yourself some Trelon Burks before he takes off. Hmm? you want a little Traylon? Well, all you got to do if you want get, to get in on a little bit of Traylon, maybe you missed out on them in your redraft leagues, your seasonal leagues. Maybe you weren't able to get them in your rookie drafts in Dynasty. Now's your chance to, to, to put your money where your mouth is. Get yourself a little Traylon Burks in your life. And to do it, all you got to do is download Prediction Strike. Use that promo code Underworld, deposit $20, and you will get a free player share. Get into the action, get Prediction Strike, and start trading today. Okay, boys and girls, time for your homework assignment. Uh, each week, I like to assign something for you to do off the show. Just a little way to think about me when I'm not recording. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But last week, it was the, to monitor the Christian Kirk situation, to put out some feelers before the window shut, and it may have. It may have shut. Um, I put out feelers before the game. they were uh, a little, The price was a little high. I gambled and didn't meet that price, uh, and now I'm not going to get him in my home league, which really hurts because I love Christian Kirk, and I think he will sustain a good season this year. But the homework assignment this week is monitor Damian Pierce's passing down work. Last week we saw a great, very encouraging sign. He had 63% of all the running back plays. He took all of the running back carries. He dominated early down work, short yardage work. He dominated goal line work, but... He was only in on 6% of third down and two-minute drill snaps. He wasn't the pass catcher. Rex Berkman, Rex Burkhead was the the, the pass catcher here for the Texans. And this is why I want you to monitor, okay? Because once that starts to shift, you start seeing him getting on the field in these two-minute situations or these passing downs. Uh, Once you see it, that's when I'm going to start throwing out those trade offers. And here's why. That might seem crazy, a little risky. And it is. It's a little risky. It's risky because if he does happen to do this in a major way, the window shut completely. Completely, you're not the price is going to shoot take off like a rocket through the moon, and you're probably not going to get him. But the reason why I I say to wait, it's fairly simple. His value is inflated right now because of those solid week two work. Anyway, the price going into the season, the the encouraging signs in week two, his his value is already it's already high. But you're not going to pay that for a guy who's not getting third downward. It doesn't make sense to pay up for a guy, even if he is the primary uh, running uh, running back for running down plays for an offense that's probably not going to be top half of the league, and if they're probably in more comeback efforts than they are draining the clock, so that doesn't necessarily tell me to that doesn't encourage me to go buy high on Pierce. But if you start seeing that 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 third down work, maybe this this six percent on the two minute drills in the third down creeps up to eight to ten to 12 doubles, go ahead and send those offers because now you're going ahead and you're buying high on a potential bell cow, a guy who's going to continue to ascend, and that's when you want to jump in. And that's where the price tag will be warranted, to get in on a guy like Damian Pierce. Uh, So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think now is the time to just sit back and wait. Don't pay the astronomical prices. Yeah, may it go up if someone may be listening to this show and they kind of hearing the same thing and they notice that. So that might – tend to creep it up but i think at that point you're okay because you're getting you're potentially attaching yourself to a rocket ship and not paying at potential peak price so just watch out monitor that write it down so you so you're you're sure to key in on it And once that number that that passing work starts to creep up that's when you can go ahead and pull the trigger on a guy like damian pierce as you're running back two or maybe running back one if you went receiver heavy or Dare I say, listen to the uh, "Scared Money Don't Make Money" segment, and then went crazy to get yourself Stephon Diggs or Devontae Adams. So before I tune off and bid you farewell, I have my final thought. My final thought this week is: you play playing fantasy, you know, you're playing your seasonal leagues. You're if you like to make trades, right? I do. I love making trades. I would say, you know, negotiate in good faith. Uh, it's not your job as a fantasy team builder to manage. Uh, other people's trading abilities. So I'm not saying you just have to throw out, you know, quote, unquote fair offers. You can try to win a trade. I'm not saying you, you, you're responsible for your league mate's ability to execute a trade anyway at all. But I do think that it's, if you're, if you're, you know, say, you know, you're in a long standing home league. So you cut, you talk to your bro, your buddies on a more consistent basis and you tell someone, Hey, I'm not going to trade uh, Stefan Diggs unless i let you get final say i know you've been wanting them i don't really like what you're offering now but i'll let you get the final say if something interests me go back and make sure you fulfill that promise don't 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 just ignore them oh i forgot that's not good and you know if if you accept the, if you're about to accept a trade uh you you know you agree something you with your with one of your league mates and then you know another league mate creeps in and, and offers a, a maybe even a better trade for that player just go through with it just go through that you like to trade enough to accept it. it it just it creates bad karma and you don't want bad karma in fantasy sports uh so just you know i think you catch more bees with honey rather than vinegar i think that's the saying right bees you catch bees how whatever you're catching do it with honey and not vinegar because i think the res- relationships that you build the 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 good faith that you kind of construct with one another, that's going to come in handy when you need it to the most. Don't be out there screwing over your league mates. That doesn't last long. Nobody likes that. No one likes to do business with a guy like that. Go out there you know, burn on that shasty stuff. Don't do that. So operate in good faith, and I think it'll benefit you in all of your leagues. That's going to wrap it up today. Episode three is in the books. Please go ahead and follow me at MattyKewim on Twitter. You can find my articles coming out on playerprofiler.com. I got a stock market trade piece that'll be coming out next week. So stay tuned. And I hope, I hope you tune in next week. So please come on back next weekend for a new episode of The Game Plan. I'm out. Peace.